Welcome to episode 17 of Concentrated, the podcast about movies, comics, shows, and all the other cool stuff we want to speak about from the perspective of nerds of color. I'm your host, Maria, and I am here with my co-host, Eric. Hello. And Manira. <clears throat> Hi, guys. So today's episode is going to be all about you guys. Uh, we've got several grab bags that are very thought-provoking, and we decided that we would dedicate the episode to answering your questions. Lucky you. Yep. But first, it's time for Eric Does the News. Can't do the news now? Okay, uh, I got three quick ones so that we can get around to the real meat of the episode. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. Um, newscaster Eric, can I start by asking you, are there any deaths this week? Uh, no deaths. Yay! All right. I might be behind. Maybe there there probably was a death, but they <laughs> oh. were very important. <laughs> All right. So uh, you guys can hope that there's no deaths, but there probably is. People, people die every day. Um, casting he says news. with a smile. I know. <laughs> Sick fuck. Uh, Gal Gadot, famously of Wonder Woman, she's going to be portraying Hedy Lamarr in a limited series about the uh, actress oh, slash scientist. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, what? Who's putting it out? Uh, Showtime. Oh. oh. Yeah. Look at Showtime trying to get in the mix. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it um, it will be written by the um, Sarah Treem, who writes The Affair. I don't know if you guys. Oh, watch the okay. Yeah, um, and will be produced by some of the same producers that do Handmaid's Tale and Fargo. So it's got, it's got some good people behind it. It's gonna be that dreary color because a lot of that's what those um, shows look like. You know, yeah. like like pre yeah. rain. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure it'll be a, you know a period piece about mm-hmm. you know World War II and her involvement in acting at the same time. So um, could be cool. I'm here mm. for it. You know, I love a period piece. Yeah. Um, and then my other two stories are about, well, I have one more by casting news if you guys want that one. Sure. Um, it's more TV based because it's about the CW Arrowverse as they call it. But, uh, Kevin Conroy, who has played the voice of Batman since the early nineties with the animated series, will be playing Bruce Wayne in some fashion during the, uh, crisis on infinite earths crossover event that happens this year. Wait, live action? Live action. Oh, wow. That's big. That is exciting. Mm -hmm. My hopes, because he is an old old man, he's mm-hmm. very old, um, is that he's playing old Bruce Wayne in something having to do with, because it, it, the whole thing is about multiple dimensions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping he plays Bruce Wayne as the old man and we see Terry McGinnis, a little bit of Batman Beyond. <sighs> I'd be very happy because he also played the voice of Bruce Wayne on Batman Beyond. I will completely lose it if I finally get Terry Well, you gotta McGinnis. watch it first. Yeah. <laughs> I They're, don't like see the problem is I, I don't like Arrow. I, yeah, it's but I'll well, watch that event. I was gonna say, well, th- they're also speculating that the Green Arrow will die during that event because his season is only twelve episodes, mm-hmm. and this is their last season of Arrow. Yeah, huh? All the other shows are still going on, but they're also saying that um, we'll finally get a crossover with uh, Black Lightning mm-hmm. uh, and Brandon Routh, who played Superman in the two thousand six Superman Returns movie, will be playing Superman again. Uh, I guess a different Superman. But he will be playing Superman in the event as well, as well as the guy who plays him now on Supergirl yes. will also be Superman. So I don't like that guy. Really? I think he's a pretty good Superman. I think his teeth are janky and he's kind of small. But he reminds judging. me of. A, <laughs> he reminds me of. Is it Dean Kane? Yes. Yeah. That yeah. played. He, I never liked the, Dean Kane Superman. Me I didn't either. And this 
this guy reminds me of him, and I think yeah. that's why I don't yeah. like him. I, he, he he does a pretty good job. He's not on every episode of Supergirl. Like he in every season, he's in maybe two to three episodes. I liked him on Teen Wolf better. I never watched Teen Wolf. I mean, it, I don't know if it would have been your speed, but I feel like we have a couple of um, listeners. That well, I mean, like, you already yeah, body yeah. shamed him, so no, no, no. no. She and did. For, listen, she did body shame for him. Superman, a alien that is supposed to be a perfect specimen. Why is why are his teeth janky and he's because small. he can't get Invisalign. That's Jeez. that's not a thing. No, I don't believe it. They don't fit Kryptonian masks. Yeah, as I say, uh, he went through puberty on Earth. Mm-hmm. He couldn't go to a dentist because he wouldn't be able to fix his teeth. No, Brandon was my to your point. Brandon was my. Yeah, I actual, thought he was the he was best nice. looking yeah. Superman because he mm-hmm. looked like the classic 1950s or even up to uh, Christopher Reeve Superman. So mm-hmm. I think he he's one of my favorites. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. That sounds kind of exciting, though. It's going to be a huge event, and they're bringing together all the shows. Yeah. I like that because I like Legends of Tomorrow. Flash is cool. Supergirl's okay. Yeah. I love I, Black Lightning. I'm looking forward to seeing I what they do. Like I'm looking forward to see what they do with Brandon Routh as well because he also plays the Atom on Legends of Tomorrow. So he'll be playing multiple roles. They got makeup. It'll be fine. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm excited, and I, I'm pretty sure they'll they'll find a way to... To you know, talk about why he's Superman mm-hmm. and the Adam in a different universe, or so. they could pretend like he they don't look the same. I would prefer if they actually do because it, you know it's multiverse theory. So yeah. maybe in another ver- universe he was Superman, or another universe he's a Kryptonian. All right, <laughs> all right. Next uh, story. Next story is a bit of sad news. Uh, Dennis Villeneuve's um, Dune. I probably mispronounced that pronounce that name because he's European. Um, his version of Dune that was supposed to be come out, it was supposed to be coming out in November 2020, is now coming out in uh, December 2020. So it's only being pushed a month, oh, but it's still okay. being pushed. Yeah, I'm okay with just a couple more weeks. Yeah, um, I'm very excited about the spice. I don't know why they're delaying it, but they are. It's pushing it into the same category where um, the Uncharted movie is supposed to be coming out that same weekend. Mm. So Ooh. is um, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and if all is on track, Eddie Murphy's uh, Coming to America 2 should be coming out that same weekend. So it's Oof. a lot, got a lot of competition. I'm going to see Dune and maybe West Side Story only because it's like my favorite musical. I oh, yeah. have never seen it. What? Any version. I'm not big oh, on no, musicals. you did. You just don't remember it. I probably don't. I probably spaced out and went to sleep. Yes, that's exactly what happened. You were about six. Um, it was the first musical that I ever saw as a child and was like, I love this. What is this? Oh. Yeah, loved it. it. As as a Puerto Rican, I, I have know, lots I know. of issues with it. I know. So, I so know. hopefully this newer version won't reek of whiteness. Well, um. uh, apparently Spielberg is casting um, like actual Latinos and Puerto Ricans in the movie. So We'll see. Okay, so... They are not um, Lin Manuel casted into the Heights Puerto Ricans. Let's just say that. Oof. You put a little adobo on that to make it extra spicy. <laughs> she sprinkles some sasson too. Well, well because I'm you not know, dealing with her today. I, no, I'm not. No, I wanted. I wanted it to be correct in the what you were looking for from the original. I don't think you'll get it in this one either. Does that well, make sense? Yeah, because it's Steven Spielberg doing it. Right. But th- yeah, I, I mean, which is why I can't believe that you said that you would be going to see that in Dune, but not come into America. Um, I don't feel like we need another one. I ha- 100% okay, agree. and I have to see the trailer, but one. I don't think we need another because the nope. first one's still good. I nope. watch that anytime it comes on. 
I do. You're not wrong. But if anybody's going to give me a comedy that I think I, I don't need, but I'm going to love it when I see it, I'm going to hope that it's Eddie Murphy. His track record for the last 20 years would uh, say otherwise. I, make, I, I am excited about bring up Dolomite. Dr. Yeah, I am that excited to see him as Rudy Ray Moore. I love Dolomite. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just don't want him to cheese it up. Yeah, well, yeah that's true. Like, I don't, don't want him to don't take it too seriously, but also not seriously enough. Yeah. I, want, I need somebody to be reigning in Eddie Murphy, which they famously have not. No, that's right. Um, and I guess my final bit of news is that... Um, my true bay, Guillermo del Toro. No one cares. You can stop your story right here because no one cares. Hey, shut up. Grownups are talking. Uh, <laughs> Guillermo del Toro's follow-up to Shape of Water is uh, announced as Nightmare Alley, and it will be starring Bradley Cooper, and it starts filming oh. soon. So, boom. GDT all day. <sighs> okay. I'm not going to pretend like I won't go see it. Say, no, 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 listen. <laughs> whatever I'm, I'm whatever you're going to say, it's Guillermo del Toro, and he's an Oscar winner. So Is that, is that going to be your argument? How many Oscars do you have? You're such a big. Baby. I mean, are we talking about our boyfriends? Because go on Twitter and find something that Chris Evans did. Where's I know Chris, he did something. Did Chris he Evans breathed. talk about his right. Oscar? <laughs> no, but he talked about something else. One. Find it. Oh my god. He talks about a lot, and I I, I, so I like Chris Evans cause that he's become woke Captain America, but mm-hmm. he ain't got no Oscar, and he's not filming an amazing movie well, right now. Well, Oscar's so white, so there's also that. Uh, Guillermo del Toro won, so he gets a pass from me. Ew, boo, boo, boo. That's. Uh, I mean, look. I love Guillermo del Toro movies just like the next one. And in credit to you, it has been a couple of mm-hmm. weeks since you've been on your boys. Well, so <laughs> we'll let this pass as an acceptable story. Just saying, name a bad Guillermo del Toro movie. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Moving on, motherfucker. Actually, I, I thought really hard. <laughs> I wasn't crazy about The Shape of Water. Well, then oh, you're I a loved stupid. It. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was bad. No, no, don't get me wrong. It wasn't bad, but it's just like, meh. Pants Labyrinth was still way better. Make your face. No. I really like Moving that. on. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the news, motherfucker. Oh, oh. all righty then. Well, I guess with that said, um, it's now time for Maneer's Crap GDT. Bag. Oh, my. Shut up, Eric. Oh, yeah. Did you did you explain that we're just going straight into, because we have a, a several grab bag questions? So I guess in the beginning, yeah. where were you? Did you? Were you not paying attention? Uh, I might not have been, no. Yeah, no, she did, right in the beginning. And then she said, but first, Eric does the news. Ladies okay. and gentlemen, if we have a mm. new co-host next week. You know why. You know why. Well, then let that motherfucker figure out how to set the mics. <laughs> oh, my God. Moving on. Manera's grab bag. Boo-doo-boo-doo-boo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> So first things first, um, Corey. Hey, Corey. Hey, Corey. Corey would like Eric to um, stop saying up the butt the way he did. He wants to know why you were having such fun doing that. Because, you know. Eric likes butt stuff. Yeah. You want to get high, put it up your butt. <laughs> also, I would also like to say, Corey, you've been watching Euphoria. Can you just write in? Because I'd like to talk about it. I feel like Eric would like to talk about it. Yeah, Maria the, the like finale tonight. Up her butt, so. I don't want to put things. Up, I definitely don't want to put drugs up my butt. Let's just be very clear about that. There will be no drugs up my butt. It and just also, makes sense from, a, make from an economic standpoint. I'm just standpoint. very concerned about all of these children and the fact that there are no parents around to keep them from putting drugs. Oh, no, up there's, their parents. Butt. there's parents. The parents are just terrible too. Yeah, Ugh. there's parents. 
One of them is banging one of the teenagers. Ew! Right. Yep. So, Corey, write in. We want to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I believe the finale is tonight. It is. Yep. Yeah. So, Super I will be watching. I'm going to try to watch that live if I can stay awake. Really? I'm old. Oh, okay. Um, the second email that we have is from, ooh, Nimbus. He says, hey, hey, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. How cute. That is so cute. We're going to borrow that Nimbus. Um, their question, well, they have two. Their first question is about um, Marvel fo- movies. They want to know what our favorite scene is. Their favorite scene is from Spider-Man 2002. It was a fight between Spider-Man, where Spider-Man was getting his ass kicked, by Green Goblin. It had them tense. The Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah, there's no music, and the sounds of Spider-Man getting punched and thrown had them silent. They're so. very wet punches, too. Like, mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, very Nimbus visceral. Nimbus likes violence. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Huh. All right, who wants to go first? You. You want to go first. I don't. Yes, you do. Too bad. (laughs) This is bullying, and you realize that it's being recorded, right? You just bullied me for my love of Guillermo del Toro. No one bullied you. We're just tired of you always talking about Guillermo del Toro. Then name me a better filmmaker. Oh, my God. Anyway, all right, fine. Um, My number one is probably the scene from Thor Ragnarok where Thor returns Mm -hmm. and there is this amazing play (laughs) being put on um, telling the very virtuous story Mm -hmm. of Loki's demise. Because he's a savior. Because he's the savior. And and the the fact that it's Sam Neill as as, uh, Odin. As Odin, yes. And And Matt Matt Damon Damon is, is, uh, is Loki. Yes. And the lesser Hemsworth is there as well. Luke Hemsworth. Is, uh, is Thor. Damn. He's just coming for his little bro He's like shorter. That. He's good on Westworld. He is really good on Westworld. Listen, that, like, like the most memorable scenes to me for Marvel are the really ones that that's like truly cracked me up. Mm-hmm. And like that scene was just amazing. Just, it was hilarious. And then the second one for me would be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where um, Rocket is trying to give Baby Groot some instructions on what to do and what not to do with bombs. <laughs> and um, he wants to push that damn button. And I wanted him to push that button. <laughs> Everything was about pushing that button. And I really, really love that scene. Um, and then I think, like, because I'm always talking about how my love of Strange, like, if I don't mention just that first scene where they start like bending the buildings Mm -hmm. the reality shifting yeah the reality shifting like literally just blew my mind it was one of the prettiest things i think that i've ever seen um in any of the marvel movies Mm -hmm. and so those are my three all right what you got Uh, i also love that moment but mostly just for the weird cg and reality bending and all the math that went into it Mm -hmm. yeah is he eating a pistachio no no it's not pistachios. Apple time. slices, motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god! Because you're a toddler. And I you am. Have to be eaten they're delicious the and they're amazing and they're good for you and they're fresh and crisp. Mm. Uh, I would say my all-time favorite would be the elevator scene from Winter Soldier. Yes. Um, just everything about that scene is perfection. The between the score and then the, the the yeah the enclosed mm. the way that it's shot yeah. like there there's a lot of high angles and just the the, the build up mm-hmm. to the actual fight is amazing. Yeah, Plus the dialogue his, was they were going up floors. You're mm-hmm. right. I yeah. never thought about that. That worked really well. And then his uh, his escape from Shield is on par with like Escape City Zone in the comic, where he's jumped out of a helicarrier and landed on a moving plane. And um, in this one, he escapes via his motorcycle after he jumps out of what a 50 floor mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. and lands on his shield and just kind of hobbles mm-hmm. away. 
and then takes down a uh, a Quinjet by himself with yep. no weapon, just his shield. Because he's amazing. Because he's Captain America. <sighs> yeah. Um, another one was actually kind of an emotional one is the um, the the scene from Into the Spider Verse where Miles finally lives up to his potential and becomes yes. Spider Man. Um, I believe that's the the What's Up Danger scene. Mm-hmm. That entire scene is just filled with with glee for any little brown kid anywhere that you know that's your spider-man yeah tears tears rolling down my face plus it's just amazing to look at everything about that movie i can geek out for hours talking about how that movie is made he jumps off and then the um the shards of glass yeah Mm -hmm. oh it's beautiful beautiful and if i had to pick one more it would be the 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 fight scene from civil war the actual airport scene when they finally like come together and fight everyone together as one big group really not that not because of the fight um, it was the first scene where you see Tom Holland Spider-Man in the new oh, suit, but it okay. is, in my opinion, the first movie where they got Spider-Man's movements correct, because the the way that he moves, the the way that he jumps off of things, and because of his spider sense and his um, extra uh, agility. You mean his 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 spider tingle? His Peter tingle, yes. His Peter tingle. Um, <laughs> he he doesn't move like a normal person, and it's the first time they actually got it right. So that filled me with all sorts of geeky glory because. I love Spider-Man, and I don't think up until that point anyone had got it right on film because it's so hard to make. So between motion capture and just pure CG, it, it's but brilliant. I have a question, though. But you, like, uh, on the cartoons, mm-hmm. you felt like they had it right on the cartoons. They just hadn't done it live action, or you don't even think they had it right in not the cartoons? Even, not even on the cartoons because oh. the cartoons are harder to animate, but they don't go in. Like, the, the way that the human eye perceives animation doesn't even get it right. So, like, this oh. one, they, they got it 100% correct. And they've done so since in Far From Home, and even you know, even in um, End of the Spider Verse, they get Spider Man move, Spider Man's movements correct. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's huh. it's a really weird, and it's one of those deep dive things that I like to look at. Keep that kid movie thing because uh, Nimbus wants. We're gonna talk about kid yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love kid movies. But right, first, but... I've got to talk about every Marvel movie ever. No, just kidding. Um, Is she though? <laughs> I might not be. No, I my first um, scene is from Black Panther when we um, it's dark and all you hear is Sterling K. Brown's voice. And then we actually get yeah, to the, see, the intro. Yes. I love that. It's beautiful. Um, I cry every time I see it. Like, I don't know what it is, but it just makes me. Yeah, it's, it's the intro, the backstory of mm-hmm. Wakanda and the the cool part about it is they also use the same technology like the 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 sand that kind of makes the the people and all the figures mm-hmm. is also later used in the movie that's what they use on all of the Wakandan things to make like um when he's analyzing the convoy of trucks mm-hmm. with the, the the kidnapped women yes it's the same technology so it's something that also it forms back into Wakanda as a whole because it's their technology amazing um on the same vein is the scene where um, Eric has taken the um, heart-shaped herb and for the first time, and he goes into his, I guess... Into the, the spirit world. His spirit world, yeah. which is his um, apartment in um, Oakland. Compton. Oakland. In Oakland, sorry. Yeah. And he sees his father, and his father... It flashes to his father. We see his father. And his father says, um, what? No tears for me? And then we go back to Eric and that one glory sad tear that he has. Yeah. It 
that kills me. It's a very emotional moment, and yeah. it's even more emotional when you look into the the history of Wakanda and the fact that his vision takes place in his father's apartment in Oakland because his father was not buried in Wakanda. So he's not on the same spiritual plane as all of the previous right. Black Panthers and everyone else that dies in Wakanda. So being in Wakanda, he wouldn't be able to connect with them again. So right. that, that's double sad, and it kind of makes you understand his rage even more. Um, keeping on the sad vein, um, I also enjoy with you Maria Ragnarok um Thor and Loki going to see Odin one last time and then Odin just kind kind of floating off into the wind away that was beautiful yeah beautiful to me and on a happy note I enjoyed the fight scene with Bucky and um Cap getting out of Bucky's apartment in um Civil War I it's I love it. Oh, the the one that takes place in mm-hmm. Germany. Is that Germany yeah. or is that Yeah, Denmark? it was in Berlin. I think it, yeah, Berlin. Berlin. Okay. Yeah, I love that. I, I was confused. I thought you were talking about the the one in Winter Soldier. Where no, I love that to too. Me, yeah, where he yeah. meets Nick Fury in mm-hmm. his apartment. She meet, she loves everything. No, I do. Everything Nick about Nick Winter Soldier yeah. is a win for me. Um, but yeah, the the fight scene in um, in Civil War is really yeah. well shot. And then you have Black Panther, his yes. first appearance in the armor. Yes. Yeah. All That's that. all really good. So, we good? Got anything else? I know you're looking at me like, do you have anything else? Yeah. I, 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 I could go on for... I mean, listen, there's so many great scenes. Yeah. And I think that what identifies a great scene for each of us is very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like things that make me laugh. I think Eric is really, really into the things that are... That, that just touch on the technology that goes into it as well as being really true to the sense of the mm-hmm. character and you just want to cry so yeah. I, I like the the emotional bits but like I, I depending on the like if it's trying too hard it, it won't hit me so, yeah. so much but like if I can connect something to a backstory mm-hmm. or something that happened previously and it kind of gets you on an emotional level but also I'm very much into the technical and behind the scenes stuff yeah. like if I see it, it like if I notice a really good like single take shot, mm. I geek out really hard about those because I'm usually trying to figure out how they did it or if there's hidden cuts. So you didn't want to use uh, Daredevil's single shot? I love the well. I love the first season one. Mm-hmm. I love the second season one even better when yeah. he's fighting his way out of the prison because that is like 13 minutes single cut. There's some hidden takes in there that I can talk about for hours, but like, yeah, I love that those kind of things. Insane. Yeah. yeah, those are bonkers, and it takes weeks to plan those out and hide the cameras and find out when you can do a, a quick cut or when you can sneak in a stunt guy. Yeah. They're they're amazing. Did you ever see? Um, did you ever see True Detective season? Two, I believe. No, season, season one. one. Yeah, the the that single take. Single take. Yeah. And Ooh, that was tense. Did you? Did you? You didn't. No. Season one is no. Really I'm good. N- I don't think I've watched more than like an episode of True Detective. They're really like, good. They take a lot out of you because yeah. they're they're very not emotional, but like I'm amazed you haven't watched it because they're very true crime stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I, again, for me, it's. Just Plus they're too much. There's too, too many much to good watch. things. Yeah. They're not a lot because I think they're only like between ten and eight episodes per season. So. See, that might be doable. I mean, because we this got season. Was yeah, we eight, got through like yeah. white and people this week because it was only like ten episodes. Well, the, yeah. also the good thing about about True Detective is they're not connected. They're all anthology series, so like um, each series is a different set of cast and characters. Right. So like the first season is Woody Harrelson and um, Matthew, McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. The second season. Is Rachel McAdams, Rachel McAdams, um, Colin Firth, and Colin Farrell. Uh, Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell. Sorry, Colin. <laughs> you put Farrell. some respect on Colin Firth's name. <laughs> and Taylor Hitch. Yeah, 
Yeah, we the, the, the episode that is, I saw was definitely season two because it, 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 Colin Farrell was in it. Yeah, yeah, the third season is Mahershala Ali and um, Stephen Dwarf. And Stephen Dwarf. 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 It's Dwarf. Yeah. I always on, confuse him with Brad Dwarf from Chucky. Yeah, putting on a show. Stephen stepped up because Stephen is is Blade. Yeah, Dwarf is Blade. Yeah. Brad, Brad Dorf is, is Chucky. Is Chucky. Chucky. Yep. Yeah. And the uh, the evil wizard from Led- Lord of the Rings. Yes. Sormon. No, no, no. Sor- he was he was one of the lower level. Like he was the one that was uh, enchanting the king of. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in yeah. in okay. Two Towers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. All right. So you said she had another question. Or Can't wait until we get into Lord of the Rings. I'm saying yes. she. I'm assuming they, they had another. They have question. another question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, they would like to know how we feel about um, animation and people's ignorance over the hard work put into in quotes kids movies. How long you got? I mean, as long as you want to go. No, you got no, like two I mean, minutes. <laughs> I, I again, I'll let y'all go first because I can talk about this for hours. No, no, I actually think that this time you should go first, and we'll just jump in. I feel like this is made for you. Yeah. No, I mean, even even outside of the the technical standpoint about how hard animation is, especially computer animation. Um, fun fact: it is not a shortcut. Computer animation takes just as long, uh, if not longer, and is a giant pain in the ass to do. Um, just kids movies in general or animated movies a lot of them are very emotional Mm -hmm. I know you hate How to Train Your Dragon but How to Train Your Dragon movies are super emotional they are definitely not kids movies hell the first one the main character loses a leg yep in a kids movie and the the second and third one we're talking about amputations in a kids movie we're gonna get it together stop trying to make me watch things we're not trying to make you watch them (laughs) I think that's rule five for Manira's rules of engagement yeah you can't make her watch things so so for our listeners just real quick before we um, continue on this conversation we have decided that our new show producer because you know we're getting fancy now is gonna keep track of all of Manira's rules of engagement because, <laughs> well, Manira just has these rules that honestly I think she pulls out her ass, but <laughs> she lives cool. by them. And once she says it, like, that's what it is. And so obviously, um, the if book you, will be coming soon. <laughs> right. If you heard our first episode, you know that Manira refuses to watch Star Wars simply because she don't want to. And don't. we're not going to tell her. She refuses to watch Star Wars and The Matrix and I've other movies that of are all of them. universally beloved, but. Whatever, I guess you can't tell people to watch things. And, and apparently now How to Train Your Dragons, because that's also on the list. She yeah. just won't watch it for no good damn reason other than she just doesn't want to. I don't to. want to. <laughs> Nothing's ever cool if other people like it. Yeah. Didn't you guys just say that you used to do that on one of these podcasts? That that used to be your thing? I believe you did. I mean, but yeah, but we always went back and eventually watched it, because at the end of the day, you can't rag on some shit so if you that didn't means, see it. That means you guys aren't completionists. I, when I say something, I mean it. Rule number, th- <laughs> what, six? When Manira says something, she means it. Go yeah, on, no, continue. I just, continue I, with I your watch little, everything, so. Continue with your little story. I'm not the, the oh, best not, example. <laughs> My little story, His, okay. Your little story. I'm sorry, I didn't know I was she getting didn't even cursed give out you, by an old lady at right, church. She didn't even give you the, the last six letters of that word. Go it's ahead just, with your little story. <laughs> Go ahead and talk about your funky little animations. <laughs> No, but to your point, I I completely yeah. I there completely are agree. a lot of animated movies that are very serious. Not even talking about like classic animation, like Watership Down and um, stuff like that. Where it, it, it hell, um, Secret of Nim, super dark and scary. Oh, the Lord so of the Rings sad. animated movie, yeah. super dark and scary. The Hobbit, super scary. Yeah, and um, not for children. And even modern stuff like The Incredibles and um, pretty much every Pixar movie is They're trying not for to you anymore. punch you right in the emotional yeah. balls. 
if you can get through get the first 15 minutes of Up without like at least shedding a thug tear, oh, you're a oh, dead that. human being. Oh, How about God. the first 15 minutes of uh, Big Hero 6? Yeah. Well, no, that was like the first 30 to 45 minutes. Like, that it, you it, didn't tell us about. I, it's not my job to tell you something's going to make you cry. What? If, <sighs> if I'm going to tell you that something's going to make you emotional, then it, it takes away the emotional impact. Does it? It does. Or at least it prepares some of us that may not have come into it from a place of expecting to have emotions. You had not my fault. grown people boo-hooing. Bawling. I cried my eyes out in Toy Story 3 in the movie theater in a theater full of small children. And they were looking at me like I was a very sad pedophile. <laughs> We don't want you to be a very sad pedophile. No. Um, I, I think that people, I think that the problem that I have is that usually the people that have something to say about, you know, why do they spend so much money making these cartoons, these are kids movies, blah, 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 are the same people that have never actually sat down as an adult and watched a cartoon. A lot of them are also dicks well um, th- that too. And the, there are people who either have kids and want something just to keep their kids quiet and they're not paying attention to the movie or people that don't have kids and are just kind of bitter and jaded and like this is a kid's movie i don't need to see it uh, I, I think it falls either way yeah yeah I, I think it's ridiculous i think that people don't realize that there are definitely animated movies that are made that are that aren't for children at all like i think back you were mentioning some of the old stuff like secret of nim and yeah and the hobbit and those movies that were supposed to be for kids but we forget that like heavy metal 2000 came out back then Ugh, and it's garbage but the original it, heavy metal is it not was. a kids movie at all it's no, one of no, the no, first listen, animated were, movies i remember that had like boobs, boobs and people's yeah, heads exploding it was, and, it was definitely not for children no it was an animated film but yeah. it was it was an adult film it, it was like american thing. hentai it was insane yeah it, it was like the the like the rise of anime anime mm. when anime came out in america we had some kids versions that like the original dragon ball very kiddie stuff but then you had things like akira that dropped at the same time and fist of the north star and ninja not, scroll oh i forgot about fist of the north star yeah yeah, I was watching it the other for, day. A lot not of violence. for children. Not for children at all. Digimon and was great though. Digimon, yeah. digital Digimon monster. Sorry, no. Nope. I really like their Terminator function. No more. No more. You Digimon. know you like Digimon. No, I was a Pokemon kid. I like them both. You can't like them both. That's the rule. No, no. I I can do. Wait, Manira's rule was it? Was it rule number two? That's Manira's that I do rule. Do what Doesn't I want. To you. <laughs> I can't apply her rules because nope. once I buy this book that we're putting together, <laughs> I should also be able to live by these rules. Nope. Whatever. When when Manera's version of eat, pray, love slash don't give a fuck comes out, <laughs> then you can apply those rules. But I'm for now, so excited, yeah. by the way. Oh my god. You gotta like one or the other. Those are the rules. Yeah. Right. Did we uh, did we answer her question? I think we did. I mean, I talked about it. you guys you guys got any of your favorite animations that you think are not children specific or most of them. Or like basically just anything that, you know, elicits some emotion outside of, hey, this is something that's gonna keep my kid busy for ninety minutes. Adventure Time, regular show. I mean, these are shows yeah. that were on. Yeah. Uh, or, honestly, I think my favorite, 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 um, Teen Titans Go, is not for children. Um, it is a, a show that is constantly making fun of DC, Teen Titans, comic books in, in you know, comic book characters in general. It is yeah, they, they delightful know their audience. and it is not for children. They have done it and I think that's what's so masterful about it that 
the way it's animated. There's lots of like fart jokes and songs about yeah. shaking your booty. Like it seems like it's for kids. It is not for No, it kids. is incredibly meta. Even down to episodes where they go and they meet like the people that portray their voice actors and yes. things like that. Yeah. So I, I just think that to your point, people who are just like, you know, oh, animation, this, I don't like animated movies. Well, you're a dick and you should probably stop and find that there is something for you. I think in all of these things, that's what it always is. Well, like, either that or they've been subjected to an animated movie that was very bad. And oh, that's yes, like, yeah. maybe they had to go see Trolls. Oof. Or that new movie, Ugly Dolls. Or worse know, yet, though, the, the Emoji Movie. The commercial for the new Trolls movie, the, the trailer with the singing, it kind of got me. kind of snapped a little bit. It looks terrible. No, I'm not going to go see it, but that, that trailer snapped. Why don't, you just, why don't you just stick to uh, Sing? And that'll yeah. be fine. You want a better movie about an, about animated people and that, singing? And I that, think that, that is an emotional movie. Yeah, like, that's a great that example. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a great example because like I did not bother with it at all until one day I was just bored and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. And I was like, oh my God, this is a great movie. How did yep. I not know this? So good. Yeah. And unfortunately, it didn't do great at the box office. Really? <laughs> nope. All right. It did okay. Well, let's get into uh, that question. Oh. Going to our Instagram, our good friend, the official KB. Hey. Um, their question is name a movie that was really good, but nobody really came out to see it in theaters and why theirs is, um, they lived, they think that nobody wanted to see a wrestler, (sighs) rowdy, 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 no, I'm, I know who it is. I'm, you huffed. Somebody's getting their scion. You got something going on? I mean, it's the fight scene in that movie is amazing. And it's one of the greatest ones ever done in the alley. Yes. Yes. That is. Yeah. That movie is not great. I said it. I said what I said. Fight me in these Shut streets. Shut your... Well, let's go outside right uh, now. We, we I can will do fight this. you in these streets. We can fight in these streets. Let's I mean, go, I'm just going to take your let's knees go. out. Let's go. Let's go right now. It's not a great fucking movie. Nope. It is amazing. It, it, you're insulting <sighs> John Carpenter. You're insulting Keith David. Listen, you're insulting the, the legacy of Rowdy Rowdy Piper. I'm okay with all of that because John Carpenter made many movies that were much better. Keith David is still today playing the same damn character, so clearly he wasn't affected by this. It's a good character. And Rowdy Roddy Piper, <laughs> whatever. It's not a good movie. You are wrong. It's or no, no, let me take that back. It's a good movie. It's not a great movie. Nope, you're That's also it. wrong. It is an what? amazing and fantastic whatever. movie. Whatever. Listen, I'm not coming for KB, but I'm just saying. You're Blech. wrong. I'm you're, saying you're wrong. But you're coming for Eric. <laughs> oh, I'm always coming for Eric. I will all day, fight every day. You. All right, well, what are your what's answer the what man's question? Dread. Dread three D came out in twenty twelve. Um Amazing film. Carl Urban plays Judge Dredd in um, a much more violent and R-rated version of the Judge Dredd, which is what it should have been to begin with. Um, it made next to nothing in the box office. It, it cost like $50 million to make. I think it made something like 35 36 Lena Hetty was the bad guy in that one, right? Correct. She was Mama, but you also had um, Olivia Wilde or Olivia Cook. Um, I can never remember her name. Do you Olivia- know what else they played in? Because I know. She was in Juno. She was uh, Juno's best friend. She's been in a bunch of things. That redhead? Yeah. Um, I feel like she might be Olivia Cook. Yeah. Olivia it's- Wilde is the one mm-hmm. from uh, Tron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, it, it's super gory. It's 
way more comic book accurate, but unfortunately the legacy of the 95 Sylvester Stallone Judge Dredd mm. was still in a lot of people's minds and that movie is garbage. But he is the law. Like, come on, don't. He is not the law. <laughs> Carl Urban <laughs> is the law. law. Oh my gosh. Um, the, the, be- the best thing about that movie is that like the character in the comics, he never takes off the helmet. And for an actor like Carl Urban who is normally known for being an attractive guy. He is hot. He did not take off the helmet. He, he stuck to the role. <laughs> he stuck to his guns and he told everyone from the beginning, I'm not taking off the helmet. I'm giving you guys the movie that you want. And he very much did, but nobody really Folks went to see it. didn't come out. Yeah. I think it's an amazing film. And He's Bones to me, and I, I don't find Yeah, he, he is everything in sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Like, he is the, the modern Keith David. I mean, low-key, look, look for him right now on, on the, the boys. On, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's, he's uh, doing uh, Billy on And yeah. if, if you haven't, yo, get hip, that show is so good. Yeah. All right. Huh. I would say another one that uh, is completely underrated, Speed Racer. The, Go Speed Racer. Go. The Wachowskis, it did not do well at the box office. It shouldn't have. It was not a good movie. It is a Eric. very... Okay. Go back and watch Speed Racer, the cartoons, and you tell me how faithful it was, because it's pretty 100% faithful. Yeah. No, no, no. I won't, I won't disagree yeah. with that. But, it the, is but we all know that the cartoon wasn't... At, we love it because we were kids. It wasn't a good cartoon. So As you a take, film, it is amazing. It's not. As a technical film, it is amazing. I'll agree on the technical part. The last 30 minutes of that movie are jaw-dropping. Okay. And if you get a seizure, beautiful. completely worth it. Yes, and that's part of the problem because I felt like I was going to get a seizure. Worth it. The damn monkey sucked because if you're going to give me a Spider-Man Spider-Man and Chim Chim, Chim, Chim yes. give me a Chim Chim that is, I would have preferred a CG monkey that was actually doing his part to ensure that the shenanigans went off right. But Pop's <laughs> Racer and uh, Susan Sarandon as Mom's Racer, mm-hmm. amazing. So yeah. casting. The cast, I, I the don't The casting disagree. is amazing. The, the, the technical racing is amazing. The it's story a, wasn't amazing. The story isn't amazing, but it's Speed Racer. What are you looking for? Well, that's it's not my whole point. It can't be amazing when it's when it is a live action version of an unremarkable show. It was an unremarkable cartoon. It just was. <laughs> the you know what the best thing about Speed Racer was was that Ghostface sampled it on his album. <laughs> that was the best thing about Speed Racer. <laughs> Go Whatever. to sleep. You're done. So, I'm finished here. What go you listen got? to Ghostface. That's Ghostface. That's the best place. Daytona 500. It is a great song. Yes, it is. It's it's one of my favorites, and that is the best version of Speed Racer. Nope. The Wachowskis did their the thing. Not the movie. Uh, but unfortunately, again, nobody went to see it. Boo you, sir. Boo you. I own it on Blu-ray. I watch it unapologetically. I love it. You suck. All right, Manier. Moving on. Um, I enjoy Sing as well. Um, I love. The concept of it, anything that makes me cry from the trailer, I'm pretty much going to go see. And I, who are these people? (laughs) I cried at the trailer and then the story behind it. I I loved all of that. It's a really good movie. Um, I also like The Man from Uncle. (gasps) And I think you and me are the only ones. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm in that group too. I love that movie. So it's just the three of us. Yeah. Good. I don't understand why it didn't. Eric, do you have any insight on why it didn't do well? In the actual theaters, because it was yeah. like it had everything, everything that you should want in that type of movie. Mm-hmm. I think uh, audience just didn't get it. Like the Man from <sighs> Uncle is one of those shows that was back in the the sixties and seventies, along with like The Prisoner, mm-hmm. and it came out around the same time as James Bond movies and things like that. Um, I just I just don't think there was an audience for it, and the, the movie Us. is great, but <laughs> nobody went to see it. see it. Yeah, I went. 
Yeah, I did too. And it made me very sad that it didn't do well because yeah. it was a really, really good movie. And I feel like he was setting up for a sequel. Yes. And then, yes. You know. I wanted the sequel that I'm never getting because yeah. it did so poorly. Well, listen, when Guy Ritchie gets a bu- bug up his butt, he he's not touching anything anymore. I mean, know? I just I would like him to do more guy uh, or man from uncles and mm. less Aladdin's. Like, that's what I want to see happen. Well, just yeah. saying. So what are yours? Um, my number one is Anchorman. Um, Anchorman actually did horribly. It did, um, it did modestly its opening weekend, but from there it just it, it like I think yeah it was, opening weekend it did okay, yeah. and then it just tanked. For it me. was yeah. just Crazy. just under its production budget in the opening weekend, yeah. which the production budget was only like twenty six million, right? And I think yeah. they made like twenty four, but from there it just dropped hard. Which is completely insane, considering it is not a cult classic. It is just a classic mm. comedy at this point. Yeah, it is my favorite comedy. I can recite that damn movie. Pretty much from beginning to end. I feel like everyone can. <laughs> right? It's like, it's such a good comedy. And that happens fact- a lot with Will Ferrell movies, though. Like, <sighs> they won't do great at the box office. Like, I think Step Brothers and uh, the other guys might be Love. his the only, the only two. Because even Talladega Nights didn't do great no, originally. No, which is, which is the second. Yeah. But, but I was going to also mention another Will Ferrell movie in Casa de Mi Padres. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Casa de Mi Padre. And I don't think that many people even know mm. what that is. No, that one was marketed horribly. But, like, I know it was a very small budget. So they weren't expecting it to do super well. But um, I don't even think that's one of the ones that's become, like, a cult classic after Which after is the fact. sad because it is hilarious. Yeah. yeah the, if, you, if you haven't seen it, the concept is basically that Will Ferrell is speaking Spanish. It is an entirely Spanish-speaking film. Right, with Will, subtitles. Will Ferrell speaks Spanish the entire movie. And it's so blatantly clear that he doesn't <laughs> yeah. actually speak the language and he's just doing it for this film. And it is just gold. Um, so, yeah, I, I think for me, I, maybe it's just Will Ferrell. Like, to Eric's point, his movies don't tend to do well at the box office, mm-hmm. but then they're really, really good movies and they're just underrated. Yeah, he, he brings them in on DVD. Like, uh, yeah. back when Anchorman came out, the main reason it was so popular it sold a lot of DVDs. Mm-hmm. And that's back when you could sell DVDs. It's, it's, you know, DVD and Blu-ray sales were a big thing. Right. Nowadays, it's all about digital. Streaming, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, back at that time, you, you could sell a movie like that, even if it wasn't doing great in the box office. And again, it's one of those movies that didn't open... I don't believe it opened worldwide. I think it was only like a domestic release because Will Ferrell wasn't huge back then. Yeah. Anchorman yeah, came no, out that's in a very good point. It really wasn't. Yeah. But I mean, like you said, I think Talladega Nights too. Like yeah. there are people, Anchorman is, is always going to be my favorite movie, like my favorite comedy because mm-hmm. it was like my first real introduction into him in movies. Yeah. But the reality is if somebody was like, no, nah, I think Talladega Nights is his best comedy, I'm it's, it's hard to argue. It's yeah. hard because they're both so, so good. I, I think my favorite three are Anchorman, Talladega Nights, and Step Brothers. I can I can watch Step Brothers every day of the week. See, for me, it's Anchorman, Talladega Nights, and Casa de Mi Padres. Like I like Step Brothers. I do not like it more than I like Casa de Mi Padre. It, it's something about him and John C. Riley together. Okay, but yeah. another one like went there, um, Sherlock Holmes. That did awful. It was terrible, office. and I it was seen it and hilarious. It yeah. is incredibly stupid. Mm-hmm. But it, like, if you know what you're getting into, the if trailer you're, alone made me guffaw. Yeah. So yes. if you're like, oh well, this is Will Ferrell mm-hmm. and John C. Riley, then that's you what know you're what you're getting. getting. And it's yeah. hilarious. Terrible English accents. The jokes are kind of hit or miss, but like John C. Riley and Will Ferrell are fucking hilarious together. So Yeah, yeah. So those would be mine, I think. I don't think I have a really serious one because most, 
I think because I don't gravitate towards drama to mm-hmm. begin with. If I watch a drama, it's because somebody's like, yo, you really need to see this drama or it's done really well. And I'm like, oh, well, let me find out what that's about. Yeah. Okay. How about you? Yeah, you didn't. Well, you, no, you said Sing and what was the other one? The Man from Uncle. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, The Man, man from, from Uncle. Uncle. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm short-brained today. I don't, I don't remember anything. Right, you're not listening to anything. What's no. going on with you? I was trying to eat my apples. You guys are bothering me. No, that's why, because he switched from his spicy pistachios to apples and he don't know how to act. Yeah. I got how, soup how are we going to get sponsored by uh, pistachios? If right, you if you're not eating them. Eat the brand. Eat the I got, damn I got pistachios. Soup. Stick to I think, our brand. I think Wawa is a better sponsor. You want Wawa to yeah. sponsor us? They got but soup, they got only, sandwiches. They're only in a certain pocket of the world. Well, uh, we'll that's, may, that's we'll the only pocket em, you We'll make want. them big. <laughs> we'll make them big. I want Wawa's in France. I, oof. Wee oui, wee. Oui. I wonder what that would be like to have a Wawa in France. Crepes. Wawa crepes that's you, all that's, day. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Getting to that. Well, that is all we have. Which did, we, was... did we have any other grab bags? Mm-mm. No? Okay. Nope, well, like it. I said, we were, it was going to be a little bit shorter anyway. Yeah. Um, Maria, you going to do the plugs? What are you doing? Yeah. So you playing around just, on your iPad? What are you playing? I was Why actually so looking up. You know what? <laughs> yeah. We can go off Y'all, for a whole it, another oh, like 10 remember, minutes of me roasting saying. your ass. You all right? Don't said, hey, what are yours when I said mine right after you? What are you? Do you need an app? I do. I'm kind of tired. Right. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Let's finish this up. Anywho. Um, so I just wanted to um, take a moment and just uh, yes. reiterate that we really, really appreciate you guys writing in and, you know, asking us questions. Um, we're actually trying to expand our social media reach. We're and trying to get so, big, y'all. Well, yeah, but we also want to be more interactive and we also want to make sure that we're giving you guys a space and a place to reach out to us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as always, we want to thank you guys for listening. Um, if you like the episode, rate us, drop a review, please. Please, I keep asking for reviews. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep asking. Every week I'm asking for reviews, all right? Because um, we know that we have a lot more listeners than the like 10 reviews that we got. So come on, y'all, please give us some <laughs> reviews um, and definitely subscribe to the podcast. Tell all of, you, all of your friends, all of that. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter or Instagram for updates on episode drops. Our handle on both is concentrated pod. You can join our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it a p- group or a page? It's a page, but it's facebook.com slash concentrated podcast. Yeah, definitely do that. Also, um, we just set up a WhatsApp. So look at us like getting all fancy right. out there. Um, and so you can always reach out with your questions as well um, to us via WhatsApp. Or you can actually leave us a voicemail and we will play your voicemails on air. Um, our concentrated podcast phone number is 301 531 Four three nine three. If you're one of our international listeners, that's going to be a plus one because you know we got international we listeners, do. y'all. Hi guys. Um, so again, it would be plus one three zero one five three one four three nine three, and I'll make sure that Eric includes I'll put that, that in the show notes. Yeah, in the show notes, and you can use that to reach out to us on WhatsApp. Or if you want to just call directly, drop us a voicemail or send us a text. Either way, we got you. We'll check it out. Um, And then lastly, um, like I believe Nimbus and Corey always do, you can shoot us an email at concentratedpodcast at gmail.com with your questions, topics, and anything else you may have. Also, um, because we keep hearing for it, we keep getting asked, we will be doing our anime episode next week. Mm. So if you have thoughts specifically around anime or if there are specific animes that you would like us to touch on 
ne- on next week's episode. Yeah. Definitely Shoot reach us out questions. to us. She's, um, she's talking to you, Mad Monkey. No, no, I'm not because we, we already <laughs> anyway, know we, that we you actually, want to talk about My Hero Academia, <laughs> Mad Monkey. No, but guys a, a large portion of our audience actually does watch a lot of anime. So, yes. yeah. you know, if you have any specific questions or recommendations, shoot them our way. Yeah. Or honestly, like we think that the anime episode is probably the, a great first episode to have a guest on. Yes. So if you are interested in being a guest on the show um, for next week's episode to talk about anime, definitely, definitely reach out to us and let us know so that we can coordinate that. Um, you do not have to be in the D.C. area. We can clearly, you know, have you um, participate online. But if you are in the D.C. area, obviously, it would, it'd be a lot easier. It's a lot easier because you can just come and Couldn't meet up with just us. Just leave something on the WhatsApp, like a voicemail. Yeah, they can if, they can leave if a you voicemail. Leave, yeah. yeah, and and so like we may do that as well. Like if you'd like to come in studio, yeah. I, studio with air quotes, right? <laughs> if you'd like to come sit in the living room with us and talk it's a studio anime, if you may, if you say it's a studio, it's a studio. <laughs> don't 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 downsell it. Yeah, but come but, on in the studio. Yeah, you can you can come on in and we can talk about it. But if you don't necessarily feel comfortable doing that and yeah. literally just have a thought you want to share, leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on air. We'll talk about it and we'll address it. Yep. All right. Well, that is it for this week. Bye, guys. Peace. Have a good week.